In Posuk, in the Posuk in this week's parasha, which says, and Avram added, and he took a, a wife, her name was Ktura. Is Rashi Mefarish Rashi explains Ktura? Who is this Ktura? Zu Hagar, this is actually another name for Hagar, but not Venikras Ktura. Why was she called by this other name Ktura? Because her her behavior is as pleasant, as beautiful as as Ktairis. Ktura Ktairis. Another reason, Vishakoshra Pischa, that she closed up her closed herself up. that she didn't come together, marry another person until uh, from the day that she separated from Avram. So she was closed up, she kept herself only open to Avram. Davon verstehen we have to understand. Number one, was is the hechach from Pshutosh Mikras Ktura Zohagar? Why, according to Pshutosh Mikra, does Rashi have to explain that Ktura was Hagar? But to the contrary, from Pashas Loshna Kosov, it would seem from the simple reading of the Pasuk, where it says, Vayosef Avram Ikach Shma Isho Shma, that Avram added and took a, a wife by the name Ktura, is Mashma. From there it would seem, as Vayikach Isho Menda Anayelakicha Sisho, that from marrying, taking another wife, he says, Vayosef, he added and took another wife. So, in other words, not the same one as before, but Vayosef to the Friedige in addition to the previous wives that he had. As in fact, the Medrash doesn't uh, point this out, saying that it says Vayosef, it says Vayosef, so what do you mean that he went back to the same, to the old wife? A second thing, from the fact that Rashi gives the second explanation, another reason why she's called Keturah, and he says, and also, with a vav, which means, um, indicates that it's not separation from the previous explanation, but it's an addition to the previous explanation. First he explains that she, her behavior was pleasant like Teiris, and also she closed herself up to anyone else other than Avram. And not as he would normally say it, which is another explanation, something similar, is Muvan from the fact that he says it with a Vav, it's understood as Rashi learned that this is not considered to be two separate explanations, as the Medrash has it as two separate explanations, why she's called Ktura, nor, but rather, this is actually two explanations for the same uh, two reasons for the same explanation in other words that Ketura is to be considered um, there are two reasons why she's called Ketura not two separate explanations perhaps for this reason or maybe for that reason for both reasons for, first of all, the word Ketura indicates Ketiris, that she is as pleasant as Ketiris, un Loshen as well as the word Ketura, which means to tie and bind, that she bound herself away from everyone else, exclusively to Avram. Bafen Fashtein, so we have to understand, from Vanen Nemt Rashi, how does Rashi know? In the simple reading of the Psukim, as Mahat Ir Girufen Ketura Tzlip Tzvei Taimin, that she was called Ketura for two reasons. 
Nishvi Medrash Adas is Zainatzei Perushim, not like the Medrash says. The Medrash says that it's either for this reason or for that reason. There's one reason why she's called Keturah, either this one or pick that one. But Rashi says for these two reasons combined. Another thing, the Kasha Samafarshim, there's the question of the commentators. Ifim Posug Vatelevatesa. In the Pasuk earlier it says that she went, the meaning uh, Hagar went and she wandered in the desert. Zakt Rashi, Rashi says, Chazra What is she went and wandered? She wandered back to the idol worship of her family, of a previous family. Rashi himself says that she went back to idol worship. So what, do you, what does he mean? Her behavior is as pleasant as Kteris. Base the beer in them, so to explain this. Dosvos is Machriach Rashi's son Ketura Zu Hagar. Why does Rashi know that Ketura is Hagar? Is Akasha nisht in them Protestant and Pasuk? Is a question that does, is not in regards to this particular Pasuk, nor in them Klolistik and Sipaf and Avram Hagar. It's a question which bothers Rashi in the general story between Avram and Hagar. Rashi had Friar Mefarish given. Rashi earlier explained as Avram Avram used to convert the men and Sari used to convert the women. mentioned. So if Avram had the influence that he could convince people from the outside, his family, outside his home, he could convince them too. Without question, he should have had an, an influence on his own family, the people that live in his own home. And even Yishmol that also went out into the wrong direction. But he did do tshuva and he came back and returned to Avram during the lifetime of Avram. So the question arises. As how is it that Hagar went back to the idol worshiper of her father? When Avram and Avram had no influence on her and he wasn't able to get her back, how did that happen? So that's the general question. You can't say that the reason he, he lost influence on her was because she lived so far away from him. She had no communication with her. Because we already know that Avram sent her away from his home. In other words, he lost communicate contact with her. And that's the reason he had no influence. We can say that why because by the story of the Akeda, which took place before, of course, long before this, Ishem bottle Givar in the Matzah from the what Hashem said to Avram chase away the, the Hagar and her son Yishmael was already retracted and Yishmael was back already Virashi taijd in Pasuk because Rashi himself tells us in the Pasuk Yishnei Arav that Avram took his two youths with him to the Akedah so Rashi says who were these two youths? Yishmael, Eliezer in other words that Yishmael was already back by the time of the Akedah and it would seem it stands to reason that the Hagar would have been together with Yishmael so in other words by this time Hagar was back into the sphere of influence of Avram she wasn't distant anymore 
that's why Rashi says that this Ktura, that's the same Hagar, and that her behavior was as pleasant as Ktairis. As that's true that by calling her, referring to her by the name Ktura, the Pasik wants to tell us as it's that at this point her behavior was already back into being as pleasant as Ktairis. because she did indeed do Chuba although she had gone back to her father's idol worship. But at this, if she was back into proper behavior, pleasant behavior, because Avram did have an influence on in her, and she did do tshuva. I misread the words "ein hachinami." "Ein hachinami" here means yes, indeed, she did do tshuva. That's the answer. That's why the Torah calls her Torah because she did do tshuva and she came back to Avram. The mit is meduye v'gam Rashi. That also explains and makes more pleasant what Rashi says Ktura zu Hagar Ktura this is Hagar nish he Hagar it doesn't say she is the same Hagar but it says this is Hagar and doesn't say it the way it would say like it says in the Pasuk by Hebron that is the same Hebron and the reason is he Hagar she is Hagar means not somebody in front of us it's a sort of second person Actually, third person. It's somebody off to the side. We don't see them. So he hugger Volkemein da by dipsukim red kenan ishvegn hugger. If it said he hugger, it would have meant that there is. It's sort of somebody that is not in front of us. Somebody that's off to the side. Somebody that isn't in front of us. That's what it would have meant. See, any of us is nister. She is somebody that is off in the distance. However, when we say Zu Hagar, as Rashi says, this is Hagar, Maintus, what it means to say is as Hagar is Lenoichach. Hagar is right here. This is, we're talking about this Hagar that you can talk to, you know, point to. The Bechamish halt in Ein Tainen, because the, this young child keeps on asking, keeps asking, Vaz Tutzach mit Hagar, what's happened to Hagar all this time? How, where is she? Why don't we find that she did tshuva? <coughs> As the Rebbe asked the question. The Rebbe is Rashi Medayik, so Rashi says, Zu Hagar, yes, this is the same Hagar. The word, the name Ketura is talking about this Hagar that you're asking about. This is her. The one that you, you've been asking about and talking about all this time. Here she is, this is Ketura. But Rashi doesn't find this reason to be enough yet. Although it's true that now her behavior is as pleasant as But since there was a time in her past in which she did go back to idol worship, is it possible that Avram Avinu, who is uh, such an uh, Modest person is the noch nishgenumalisha. Once she had gone off back to somebody else, to another husband who was involved in idol worship, would Avram con- consider marrying her after that? If she had married somebody else, would Avram consider remarrying her? 
Und frate der Pasuk bei Jesu Avram, kommt bald noch ein Pasuk bei Jeviyah, Yitzchak, Eilusarim, Imai. Especially that this Pasuk comes immediately after telling us that Yitzchak brought Rivka into the tent of Sarah, his mother. In other words, comparing Rivka to his mother and the kind of um, righteousness which existed in the, in the home there. For Sai, Sarah and Sai Rivka, and events knew his betachlis that both Rivka and Sarah and Rivka were extremely modest in their behavior. So with Avram, immediately after that, would we be talking about Avram marrying a person that had been married to somebody else during her idol worship days? The David is Rashi Mamshech, so therefore Rashi continues to tell us the story. The Shekoshra Pizcha, that she completely closed herself up to any other consideration for marriage, as in the Nomen that the name Ketura also tells us this detail. That she never married somebody else from the day that she separated from Avram. And the Rebbe is zero as Avram Therefore, there was a good reason for Avram to be able to go back there because she was exclusively to him. She kept herself exclusively to him. And therefore, there was no reason that he shouldn't go back there. So, in other words, it's still continuing to tell that same story to answer the question, what happened to Hagar all this time? Where is she? Dalit. Al-Pi'anal, based on uh, what we just said, as that in the name Keturah, the Pasuk is alluding to the fact that through Avram's uh, influence, Hagar the Tshuva came in Mazbizah, and we can now explain, according to, from the inner perspective, in Pasuk, a few details that we find in the Pasuk, which don't seem to be, to flow smoothly, at least, from the perspective, from the inner perspective. Number one, since Ketura is the same Hagar, so then what's, what is the meaning of Ram added and took a wife? What does it mean he added? The effect the Medish can also follow, as in fact the Medish asks, what is the answer to that question? If we look at it from the simple reading of the Psukim, it's not such a big question. Because even though Ketura is the same Hagar, but since Avram remarried her, they had been separated or divorced, and Avram once again took her, so you can call it, and he once again took her. Past of them, the Lashem Vayosev, it, it could fit to say Vayosev, and he added again, took another, again, uh, her, took her again as a wife. And even more so, because earlier when he, had, when he was with her, she had the status of a maidservant, of a slave. Now we took her as a wife. At least what is called technically a Pelegish. Which uh, a concubine in the Mayfim Funoshim Bixuba Pilakshimanish was Pilak Suba, which the only difference between a wife in those days between a proper wife and a concubine was one had a Ksuba and one didn't have a Ksuba, a marriage contract. But it was on the status of a wife, at least without a Ksuba. Hastas Bemelan Inu from the Yasib. So therefore, now he upgraded her from a slave to a wife or a concubine, so therefore that would certainly be considered that he added, he upgraded her and took her as a formal wife. In the Lekicha, in the Mkicha Sisha, so there was an addition into the way, to the way that he now took her as a wife.
very different than the first time he was with her. That but this is but if you look at it from from the inner dimension from the perspective of Chassidus it'll explain much more richly what the word really means number two why is her behavior was as pleasant as why is it compared to Ketairus? What's What is it about Ketairus that makes her behavior be reflective of Ketairus? Number three, Why does the Teira tell us this fact that Hagar did Tshuva? Why is it included, sort of folded into the Pasuk in which the Teira tells us that Avram took her as a wife? Why is it there that we find out that she did tshuva? Hey, the beer in them, the explanation of all this is in Chassidus's mavur, the chilek tshishin, the avodah from Avram far zaymalzich, zaynzich, and the avodah was nogdem. Chassidus explains the difference in the type of avodah that Avram Avinu did before he had his bris and after he had his bris. Kaidem shenimu before he had his bris, hotegehes na Avram. Then he was called Avram. Which means Avram, a father that is uplifted, elevated. And is the Haibnun upgetragen from Welt. He is elevated and removed from the world, a step above the world. He doesn't integrate into the world. Rama Kogayim, as the Pasuk says, he is elevated above all the nations. His Aveda was entirely in the realm of Ketusha. He wasn't working within the realm of creation. He was working in spiritual realms. After the his, became, his name was changed to Avraham, which means, as the Pasuk says, Av Goyim, the father of the multitude of nations. Now he was also in charge of the Goyim, and he had to accomplish with them too. You had to elevate them to some level of Kedusha. And this kind of Aveda of elevating the lower elements, that was happened through the efforts of Sarah. Because Sarah was able to separate. When you take something which is a mixture of good and bad, you need somebody that is able to separate away the, what, what should be rejected. And then to elevate that which is usable and salvageable, the holiness, the sparks. But the psalis, the, uh, the waste, has to be rejected. And that's what Sarah did. And that's why there came a time when Sarah said, This is unsalvageable. We have to remove this. This is considered psalis, waste. And you have to send them away. They have to be rejected. When the Elovis, but it was Sarah who said that because that was her role in the uh, in the elevation of the Goyim. When the Elovis Avraham had the Greich Noch Petiras Sarah, his Bashtan in the Avatiyas of Avraham Ishoshmakatura. Then, after Sarah passed away, Avraham reached a new elevated status, which is that he was able. Avraham was able to take. Um, Hagar back 
Meaning to say, as Rabbi Magzi given B'tshuva Yishmol and Hagar, that he was able to bring Hagar and Yishmol back to Tshuva. Taina as that he was able to finally elevate that which Sarah originally had rejected and now Avram was able to elevate them and he was able to take them back and bring them back to Tshuva as well and the explanation of this how this could happen is the the type of, uh, of uh, refinement that Sarah applied to the world to the nations of the world is not in klipas noiga, but is ma'urif and taivara. Her reach was only into klipas noiga, which means klipa, which has a good element to it as well. It's a mixture of good and bad. For the oif and abirid is the chmafred zayim pseilus vera umaylus zayim taiv. For is givem ma'urif darden. The way that you elev- that you elevate klipas uh, noiga is you have to separate the negative, the the ra. And then be able to elevate that which is left, the toiv, the good which is left. When Ayyayis has the psalus hatnish kain toiv goli, and since the waste which has to be rejected doesn't have any good, at least not revealed good, as we'll soon see, that's why it has to be rejected and removed. That's the way to elevate klipas noiga. But in order to be able to elevate Hagar and Yishmol, that's not by removing, by finding the good, the little bit of good that's there, and rejecting everything else. Because they don't have any revealed good. There is no good there to be found. The way that you have to elevate them is by there has to be a whole new approach to it. By Yosef, a new approach. Is similar to what we say that even the negative, even the sins can be transformed into good. So the way Avram had to elevate them now was a completely new approach. By Yosef, it was a whole new approach, other than what Sarah had been able to accomplish. And that is the explanation of those three questions that we asked earlier. Number one, the Lashem Vayosef Avram. Why is it called Vayosef? And he added, when, as the Medrash says, it, uh, he didn't really add anything. He took the same wife. The answer is, because when we talk about transforming that, the, uh, the waste, the negative into positive, when you want to deal and elevate the three uh, klippas, which are the unholy klippas, as that is a completely new approach to doing it. That is not just more of the same at all. That's a completely different thing, new thing. As explains in the pasuk, Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher, that she is uh, that Rachel said, Hashem should add to me another son. So he explained it. He explained the Pasuk slightly differently as the Inu from Yosef, Hesafa, that what she was saying was that adding, the idea of adding is that when you take Acher, another, something which is outside the realm of Ketusha, that's what another, outside the realm of Ketusha means, turn him into a son, meaning a follower of Hashem, that is, that's Yosef. Transforming Acher into Ben, that is Yosef. 
when the Yisaf is b'shtayim and the addition, why is it called added? Because there's two elements to it. Number one, in velt. In the world, from the terms of the world, what you, the, where you're having your influence, it's a new thing over there. It's a whole new approach to within creation. Because as far as creation is concerned, negative doesn't turn into positive. And number two, in Avram, it's also an ad- something new to Avram himself, because the addition was within Avram. Because in order to be able to transform the three negative clippers, that is only something that comes from the essence of Hashem Himself. Because as the Medrash says, from the perspective of Atzmus, in other words, the essence of Hashem, He could say, I don't know which one is better. I don't know who I prefer, the Rishoyim or the Tzadikim, so to speak. In other words, it's all the same to him. And there is a level within the essence of Hashem in which everything is the same. So from there, there is a possibility to transform one into the other. Of course, the inner meaning of that is, what does Hashem mean? I don't know who I prefer, the Rishoyim or Tzadikim. Is that what Hashem really says? The explanation is, one explanation at least, that I don't know if I like the Avoida of Tzadikim or the Avoida of Balichuva, which means somebody that's originally a Russian and then he becomes a Balichuva, perhaps that's preferable. But in any case, so over there we see that there is a possibility that, this, that good and evil is, has equal standing, and therefore one can transform the evil into good. And therefore, because over there sin doesn't really play such a big role, as we see that he, it's all the same there. Therefore, from there, from that level, when Avram is able to reach up into Atmos, he can take the, the ability to transform evil, even sin, into Zachis, into evil, into good. And that's what Vayosef Avram, that Avram had a new reach, gained a new reach. That's the meaning of Vayosef Avram. Because Avram now reached a higher level, a higher ability, which, as we said, comes from Atmos. That's why he was able to now transform and take her as a wife to bring her back and to be able to successfully elevate her, even though she had no original good in terms of Klippus Noiga, the way Sarah had to approach it. But Avram was now able to transform and bring back her, Hagar, and Yishmol as well. The second point, why is it that it's compared to Ketiris? is what is behind the fact that there are 11 uh, fragrances, 11 different spices which are used in the Ketiris. Why is it 11? as it's known because there are just there are also 11 crowns, so to speak, or levels of klipa. Ketusha is ten. 
not more and not less, because in Kedusha, the spheres, the, the kalim and the iris become united and merge together, and they become one. So therefore, each sphere is a combination of kalim and iris. So there are ten spheres, and that's what it stays by. But in, in Klippa, the oir, the, the spiritual, the godly energy, is not able to merge with the, with the kalim of Klippa, of Tumah. And therefore, the oir always remains separate from the, from the, from the keli. So therefore, there is oir and then ten kalim. Together, you have eleven. So there is a, um, eleven represents Klippa. And Ktairis was there in order to elevate the Klippa. So that's why that's, she was compared to Ktairis, because that is the whole point that we're trying to elevate, and uh, we're almost successfully elevating also Klippa. And Gimel, the third question, the Tachos from Vayikach Isha, why is it over here specifically, why is it in this Pasuk that we find out that Hagar uh, did Because the purpose of marrying someone is Pruvu, is to have children. Because that, in, in, the, in terms of the world of creation, where do you find the, an outstanding ability to increase in a way that is completely new, bringing something totally new into the world? That is the idea of birth. When the meat is Muzvava the Tshuva from Hagar, that explains why. The fact that Hagad the is a Safa, which is a part of Haisafa, as we explained before, totally new idea. That Nirmazdafka on the Mitis Muzbeva the Chuba from Hagar, that explains why the Chuba of Hagavasinyana is a Safa canal, which is, as we said, uh, a, a, a completely new idea. That Nirmazdafka for the Medubar is Vegnya where it talks about Avram in another mode of Haisafa, which is marriage, having children, which the purpose, of course, is to give birth, which is a similar idea to Haisafa, and that's why the two are brought out in the same place. Zayim. Shaykhus to the Pasuk is da In regards to this Pasuk, there is a, quest, uh, a story in the Gemara which seems to be very strange. The, the story, the Gemara is Bnei Achsid the Rav Tarfin, the sons of the sister of Rav Tarfin, Abi Asva Kamei the Rav Tarfin, was sitting before Rav Tarfin. Rashi says they were sitting there and not saying anything. In other words, it would have been expected that they're sitting with Rav Tarfin, they would say some words of Torah, there would be a discussion, but they weren't. So Rav Tarfin opened the discussion and he said, Kadeshi Dabru, in order to open the conversation that they can respond. And he said, He quoted the Pasig with a slight change. Yes, Avram added, and he took a, a wife, and her name was Yoichani. She says, he said something that wasn't really accurate in order to get them to respond. So they said to him, It doesn't say Yoichani, it says her name was Ketura. So he, re- he called upon them, he sort of proclaimed about them, Bnei Ketura, you are like, you are like the children of Ketura. 
is Nishmuma. So we have to understand about the story. Number one, Favaz that tells us the Gemara Bachwa. Why does the Gemara tell us such a story? Befratas is the Chaklal, especially that there is a rule as a Philibib Gnus Behemoth Meyale Dibra Kos Dibra Kosov. That the Torah doesn't even speak down in a negative way about an animal. Certainly that they shouldn't be, the Gemara shouldn't be telling a story that is sort of uh, embarrassing for the sons, the nephews of Raptarfen. So we have to say that there's something, a teaching in this story, something that is of value so that we need to know it. What is that lesson? Number two, as I know, for amfashidene mitlen vitzu peil zayn oifin zveiten ezol onhaibn reiden. There are many ways, a number of ways in which you can uh, sort of engage somebody in the, in talk and speak, that they should begin to speak. Nishdur zog na pasuk shloik tzurasid, and why does he have to resort to quoting a pasuk which is not the way the pasuk is written? Number three, Why, how do you use a, a Pasuk and Torah and misquote that? Why would he choose a Pasuk and Torah? Misquote something else. Number four, Why did he say her name was It would seem that he would, if he wanted to make a change, he could have made a change which is more accurate at least call her by her other name which is Hagar instead of Yechini which is completely wrong by saying Hagar even though it's different than the way the Pasuk is written which would have been what he wanted them to respond to is the Sabah Emes and but at least the idea is correct at least according to most opinions and even according to the ones that don't agree that this was Hagar is the even according to them, who ultimately disagree that it was Hagar, but they also agree with the principle that in Torah, when there's a machlokes, both of them are correct, are the words of uh, of Hashem. Was the far had gemerkt beishil magdos and divi veshamel livreim, which is the reason why beishilel, who the halacha goes according to. But when they quoted it, they would first quote beishamai's opinion. How could they do that if that is not ultimately the halacha? The reason is because both of them are, are the words of Hashem and therefore they both have value even if you disagree. So even according to the ones that disagree that this was Hagar but at least it has, it is the word of Hashem. And just by changing it to Hagar from Ketura that would have triggered them that they should respond. So we'll understand this by first explaining that which our sages tell us. Anyone that teaches the son of his of his friend Torah, the Torah considers it as if he gave birth to him. And the reason is because when you teach somebody Torah, when they learn Torah, they become a new person. Therefore, you brought them to this new state of being a new person. It's you who gave them this new state of being. Even though the simple meaning, the simple meaning of the word, anyone that teaches is 
another person's son, Taira, is mashma filo oyde ben chaberi atchenayidia in Taira. It would it means anyone, meaning even that per, even though that person already has some knowledge of Taira, has his own background in Taira, but you're teaching him something new. So why is so that's not like uh, you're the one that taught him his first Taira. As is over Kamuvan Beikir by Azavos is by Biz It's Nishgiven Shaykh to limit the Taira, but this would be more true for somebody that is newly engaged in the study of Taira. He hasn't learned Taira on his own, it would be much more true for that kind of a relationship. Because then the teacher brings a whole new dimension to that person. They've never studied Taira, now they learn Taira. So that's that's called true birth. Whereas if he had already learned Taira on his own, is he's only adding, then the teacher is only adding to the level of Taira that he knows, but it's not like he brought about a whole new person because he now is a person that studies Taira. So it, for the most part it pertains to someone that is newly learning Taira. The mit is verstandig. The shinei aloshin the pirush Rashi, and that explains the the the, the change in the ex, uh, expression in Rashi. I've eila tolus Aaron and Moshe. On the pasuk that says, and these are the children of Aaron and Moshe, and it only goes on to list Aaron's children. So the question is, why they call the children of Moshe? So Rashi explains the nikru tolus Moshe levishalam den and they're called the children of Moshe because he's, he taught them Torah. Malamed, from this we learn, should call him Malamed, that anyone that teaches, the Torah considers as if he gave birth to them. Then it says on the Pasuk, on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe, that's when they became his children. That's the Rashi. That's the Rashi and the Psukim. So the change is by B'nai Aaron when he talks about the sons of Aaron and why they're called the sons of Moshe, Zokter, Demloshen, Nasu, There it's called they became their children, his children. When we're talking about the sons of Aaron, so he says they became his children. Mishnar ki'ilu, not just as if they are his children. When he talks the general rule that anyone that teaches somebody else Torah is over there it's only as if he taught them Torah. Why does it make that change? Here it's they became his children. Here it's only as if they're his children. Is the Tambos the reason for this? Is since by the sons of Aaron when did, this, when did they become his children on the day that Hashem spoke to them meaning the day that Hashem gave him the Torah that's when they began their learning of Torah by Matan Torah when Hashem spoke to Moshe and he began to teach them so he taught them their, the first Torah that they knew he taught them that which he learned from Hashem in other words, their limit of Torah for Moshe was a whole new thing, a whole new, uh, an entirely new thing, which they had never done before. Then they became his children, without a ki'ilu, because he truly transformed them 
from someone who never learned Torah to somebody who did learn Torah. Whereas when we talk about in general other cases of people teaching other people Torah, which includes all kinds of uh, interactions between different types of people who did learn Torah before. Some people maybe didn't, but many people did. Is Hishvik Bekulam, Hashava Bekulam, so what is the common denominator between them is Nishmer Vikiyuli You can only say it's as if he gave birth, because in most cases, or in many cases, they already learned Torah. So over there, you can only call it Ki'ilu, whereas by Moshe, with Aaron's children, it was on the day that he received the Torah, that was something that was truly transformative, and therefore he did give birth to them. This is also the explanation in the story of Reb Tarfin. Reb Tarfin had gesehen as b'nei achzis and nitshayich tzedivri v'avanas ha'tayre. He saw that his nephews were not really, they didn't, uh, they were not capable of learning and understanding of Torah. V'ibald azeyab ma'ashayich tzayim. But since they were connected to him, they're his nephews, had to gevolt uftan in zei, he wanted to bring them to a state where they could understand Torah. He wanted to reach this level where he turns them into people that do understand, that do learn Torah. So he quoted a pasuk which is similar in content to that idea, bringing someone to a whole new dimension. So he quoted the Pazav Ayaz of Avram Ayyikachisha. Avram added and he took a wife as Tachlisa Yitzalib, Bidahem Shachtekev Nogdama Tayladloi, which the continuation of that is the purpose of the marriage, which as the Pazav continues, she gave birth. So he quoted a Pazav which is, uh, talks about what he wanted to do. Azoyat Abtarfan Gitonat Pu'ula, Pazav Va'omar, Tzuftan in Bnei Achaisa, Achsei, Kedei. Through this, he wanted to do, he did something that would bring them that they should respond and say words of Torah. So, based on this, we'll understand why he said her name was Yechni. Why did he say that? The Gemara tells us in Saitas, a widow that is social. A social butterfly. She goes around, talks to everybody, and so on. Is She destroys the world. For instance, Yechni Bas Retivi. This person, Yechni, the daughter of Retivi, is Rashi Mefarish, and Rashi explains who was this Yechni Bas Retivi. Rashi tells us a whole story. She was a widow that was a sorceress. And when a woman was about to give birth, she had the ability through her sorcery to close up the woman's womb that she shouldn't be able to give birth. And when the woman that was giving birth was in great pain, she would say, I will go and pray on her behalf. Maybe Hashem will listen to my prayer. And then she would go and undo the spell that she had done. And the baby would give birth and she would get the credit. She prayed and her prayers work. Thus haste. In other words, she wanted people to think that the, the birth came through a miracle of what she brought about. 
is a result of her prayers. The, Gemara, the Rashi tells the end of the story that one time she uh, people were in her house and they heard rattling in, in her pot, in her uh, witch's brew pot. So they were wondering what it was. So they opened it up and the, the spell dissipated as a result of it. And the woman gave birth before she could uh, go through her spiel that she's going to do the prayer. And so they found out who she really was, that she was really a witch. So therefore we could say as the Farhatman Irgirufan Yechni, that's why she was called Yechni. The nomen Yechni, because the name Yechni Vaistefan Inyafunes. Yechni indicates a miracle. This is Fashtanik from them was the Gemara Zaktan Brachas. We understand this from what the Gemara says in Brachas I Rayh Hunabachalaim Nasalines. If somebody sees the name Huna in a dream, he will have a miracle. Yechanan, if he sees the name Yechanan, which is two nuns. There will be double miracles will happen to him. Two nuns in the word Yechanan. In addition to being connected to miracles, the word Yechanan also has something to do with uh, birth. In addition to what is sto- the story that is told over there by Yechanan, be a state as the Pasuk says. Yaakov said to Esav, these are the children that Hashem Chanan, in his great kindness, gave to me. In other words, we see that he used the term Chanan, Yechanan, Chanan, in terms of, in relation to, to having children. So Yechanan has to do with miracles, with children. On the far, that's what Rabbi Yechanan sa- uh, said, her name is Yechanan, Vipayel, because he was trying to, as we said before, bring out the birth of these two nephews, through and by their learning Torah. And this is something that they were not naturally capable of. And he had to bring a, an extraordinary effort, like a miracle, like birth, in order to be able to bring it about. And that's why he used the word Yechani, which is related both to miracles and to birth. And this is also the explanation and the continuation of that story. That after they responded and they said, it says Keturah in the Pasuk, he referred to them as the sons of Keturah. If it says which means to, she tied herself off from everybody else, and so on. She closed her womb, which is the opposite of birth. So that's the opposite of which is the opposite of birth, which was what Reptarfan was trying to accomplish. So they responded something that is, goes contrary to that. It's closed off. So in other words, that was a response to, which Teleraparfa meant they're closed off, they're not, it's not going to happen. This birth is not going to happen in Limitatayra. Their minds will not be open to the study of Teira. They will remain closed up and unable to express themselves in Teira with a mind that is closed up, unable to 
rise to the study and understanding of Torah. Yudalif. Leiten Bira now, according to the previous explanation about that what Avram was trying to accomplish, that he had a new way of approaching it rather than the way Sarah did it, he had now had a Hisofa and be able, being able to transform also Klippa. According to, we know that Rashi also has chassidish ideas embedded into his explanations. As we bald, Avraham had gedacht of tanai sofa vechidush elode doch mabach zayin zei mabach zayin from gimel klipas at meis lakdusha. He had to bring about a new sofa, a new birth through transforming from klipas klipas at meis into kedusha. At gemus free as ainda beyesav Avraham. First, there had to be the addition, the rising up of Avraham to a new level. I sofa v'ilim adegas Avraham and a new thing, a new level in the level of Avraham himself. So based on this, we can also explain again from the inner dimension of things. Why Reptarfen said also the words by Yosef Avram? Why didn't he just quote the pasuk Isho Shma, whatever? Because the question could be asked. Could have just simply quoted. He took a wife, and her name was Yechni. And they would have known what the pasuk was referring to. Because it's the only place in the Torah where it says such an expression. He took a wife, and her name was. But in order to be able to accomplish. So in other words, why do you have to add, also start the Pasuk with Vayesav Avram? The answer is, in order to be able to accomplish this thing, that when he teaches this, uh, another person's son, which to his nephews would have been a completely new thing because they were not accustomed to learning Torah. They didn't know how to learn Torah. First, he had to rise up to a new level on his own. He had to rise to a new level. And only through that would he be able to bring them up a level as well. Or not up a level, but a birth, a new, to a completely new level. And in order to be able to bring this about, he brought, he quoted a Pasuk which talks about that, by Yosef Avram, that Avram himself grew to in a level, and through that, he was able to bring about his wife's elevation. By Avram rising up to a new level, he was able to also bring his the wife up to a new level, which the purpose of all that was in order to give birth something which is a completely new and uh, a new level that was that came about Yud Beis and another thing that can be explained in them why he called them the Rambam Paskin, the Rambam tells us, as Bnei Ketura Shem Zayr Shel Avram, Chayavim Bemila, the sons of Ketura, because they are the sons of Avram, 
they also are obligated to have a bris milah. Thus haste. In other words, as Durk Vayisav Avrami Gachma Bishak Tura. That when Avram took another wife and her name was Turah, which is, as we said, a completely new thing which is not in the normal cycle of the world and it's something which has to come from outside creation, from Atmos itself. So he brought about that there should be this new, uh, this new thing which is called the sons of Keturah, and that they too are chayiv and mila. For mila is rashatevus miyalu lono ashamayma, and the mila we know is the 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 word mila is made as an acronym of the words rashatevus of the words who will go up for us to the heavens. Shaseifetevus who habaya, and the last letters of that pasuk miyalu lono ashamayma. The last uh, words of each one of those words is yutke vafke. So the the end of those words, the last letter of those words is Havaya. The words themselves precede Havaya, which means that the words themselves are higher than Havaya. Or the words Mila, the letters of Mila, is higher than Havaya because that is the beginning of those words. Havaya is only the end of those words. The beginning of the words, of course, proceeds and is on a higher level than the end of the words. So, the, Mila is something which transcends Havaya itself. And that comes through doing Tshuva. That's how you reach something which transcends Torah and transcends Havaya. That's what the meaning of he called upon them. In other words, that Avram Avinu was able to bring that even these benekturah should reach the level of Mila, that they should also be transcendent in that way, or have a connection to it. And that's what he meant. He called them benekturah. drew down, called out, called forth, and drew down as. In Zay, the Inyufun Hailoda, he brought about within them, he drew down within them the idea of birth in Limitatayra, that they should be able to have a connection to Limitatayra, something which comes from a beyond Tayra place. Similar to what Avram was able to accomplish with the children of Keturah. In other words, not that he was saying something insulting to them, but to the contrary, that he said, even though you're only ordinary at this point, just as Avram was able to bring the, the children of Turah up to the re- level that they too are connected to Mila, he wanted to bring about that his nephew should also rise up and be, have a connection to Torah, which is beyond the Shtalshals, even though from within the Shtalshals they really were not on that level.